you need to have a daily routine, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Ah. Now, if you're a, if you're a stay at home mom and you're doing your thing, you might need to do you might not need to do this every day, right? You might need to do this every week. But those of us who are butts in our chairs every single day, you've yeah. got to do this every day because if not, you are letting your email dictate you, your phone calls, your messages dictate what you are doing. My name is Veronica Cisneros, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls, and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other, where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household. Setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together without keeping score or judging one another. Where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree. Where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding. Where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, this is Veronica Cisneros, the host of the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Today's guest is Star Hansen, who is a certified professional organizer and clutter whisperer on a mission to help you banish your personal clutter monster, take control of your stuff, and create a life you're truly proud of. Star looks at the deeper meaning of your stuff to help you figure out why you feel overwhelmed by your clutter in the first place. Totally need her in my life. She has appeared on over 30 TV shows given a TEDx talk, and she has shared her fitted sheet folding secrets with Oprah and her fans, and she's totally going to share it with us, duh. Her unique methodology has helped thousands of people get and stay organized when nothing else worked. Hey, Star. Hey, so happy to be here with you today. I'm excited to have you, especially because, you know, I've had organizers on here before. One thing I appreciate and kind of what you just covered before we recorded is just that deeper meaning. And obviously we're going to get into all of that in a minute, but tell me about you. Tell me, how did you develop this process for yourself? Like what's your personal attachment to this? Yeah. So I started organizing by accident. I was living in LA and I was acting at the time and I just could feel that I wanted to do something different. I knew I was a healer and I wasn't sure what it was. And And so random, you know, I really happened upon this and this was before organizing became what it has become, which is this giant empire. And I love it so much. I mean, it's, it allows me to help people to be of service, help people heal, grow and evolve in powerful ways and through the lens of organization and why that's so beautiful and powerful is if I said to you, I'm going to come to your house and we're going to do eight hours of very deep, intensive therapy. You'd be like, lady, get out of my life. Like, <laughs> thanks, no thanks. 
But when I come into your home and we physically organize spaces, that's what we're doing. And we're not only healing and doing this deeply therapeutic work, but we're also then taking what you've learned and moving it into practice in your physical spaces. So it solidifies this really deep, profound, and powerful change in people's lives beyond what we could just talk about, beyond what we could just shuffle things around our room with. And my clients, when we work together, they see huge transformation in every area of their life just by organizing. So what do you notice women are attached to the most? Like, so you're going into homes, you're finding out like, what is the deeper meaning and why maybe we're hoarding or keeping it? What, what do you notice is like the woman's general like pattern? Yeah. I mean, so I find that there are are at least nine ways that people use clutter to get their needs met. And to me, that's really what it is. So some people hold on to things to help them remember things like, oh, I don't want to forget to do this. So I'll put it on the kitchen counter or I don't want to forget to keep being this version of myself. So I'm going to leave these you know, these weights or this yoga mat out. So I don't forget to work out. It can also be used as a communication. You know, I I talk in my TEDx talk about this couple who had left a broken teacup out on their counter for one year, trying to communicate and blame each other for it being broken. I've seen people use their clutter for security. Um, As long as they have clutter and chaos, people can't find their valuables. You know, I, I have one client who builds these very genius, brilliant little mountains of clutter wherever she doesn't want her kids to go or her spouse to go. Mm. So there are a lot of ways that we use clutter. I mean, I've seen, I've seen people use clutter um, to empower themselves, especially those who grew up maybe with, you know, in lack or scarcity, maybe they didn't have, you know, I had one client who had one pair of blue jeans growing up and her buying blue jeans is beyond the logic of, do I need these jeans? And it's into the world of, are my needs met? Am I safe? Am I okay? So that's where I'm looking. I'm trying to help people see what are you trying to use your clutter to do? Because if we figure that out, then we can meet that need without the clutter and the clutter is not needed and it just falls away. It's yeah. so much easier to manage. What I tell people is when you know the deeper why of your clutter, any system will work. And if you do not know it, no system is going to work. I mean, mm-hmm. it might work for a moment, but it's not really going to work. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So I want to make this real. I want to make this where people are able to implement this right off the bat. And so we're going to use me as an example. Um, a couple of things you were saying, it's like, I thought the podcast was going to go one, one way, but the minute you started mentioning a couple of things, I'm like, well, shit, let's just, let's just do this now. So, I get that a lot. I get right? that a Might lot. Might as well do it now. Might as well do it now. <laughs> yes. Um, so for me, the biggest thing, and you're going to like laugh, or this is going to be common, Um, obviously I, um, I'm an entrepreneur. I own, you know, two businesses, mom, wife, all of the things. Um, and so I'm like crazy busy, like I'm like doing things and things will come up and it's like, I have like so many ADHD moments. It's not even funny. Um, and so with that, I'm going to tell you right now, post-it notes. And I love that you're laughing right now. I love it because you've seen this before. You are not alone. Yes. Right. Okay. So I don't don't know anything about that. I I, I don't know anything. None. None. (laughs) I can, I cannot relate. Not at all. My office is extremely clean. Like you could see it's a thousand percent clean. However, I have like post-it notes and I think it was the, um, maybe it was the tea kettle or the teacup or whatever it was. I was broken. It was like, oh shit. Like this, these are reminders, you know, this is the, this right here is all of the, are all of the questions I'm going to be asking my team when we do a team building exercise. 
And then I have all of these other, and they're not, it's just whatever post-it note I've, or whatever post-it um, thing I've um, grabbed. So it's not like they, rep- or, yeah, yeah, I know. Totally. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. Don't give me too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't give me too much credit, but I do, I even have the, um, like these ones and I'm, I'm, if, for those of you guys that can't see, it's like the notepads, but they're also sticky notes. So I have that in little notes to myself. And then I'm not sure if this like is also a part of it, but if I was to share with my screen, I'm going to, no, I don't know if I can, cause I think I have, um, if I was to share my screen with you, mm-hmm. you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. If I was to share my screen with you, you're going to die. Um, this is what I got going on. So I have, you see all of these tabs. I mean, can I just say I'm really proud of you because you only have five tabs open? Oh, no, girl. Oh, do you no, have no, more? No, 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 oh, show no. me. Oh, I'm sorry. Show I'm sorry. Gray. I am sorry. Have <laughs> like literally like every single. You have one. to work really hard to scare me. You don't know what I see on a daily <laughs> basis. Like, <laughs> so like all of this is one thing. All of yeah. this is another thing that I will eventually get to, yeah. but it kind of goes back to what you were saying. So I have like. I have tons and all of them. Go ahead. Can I ask you said ADHD brain. So do you have ADHD? No. Okay. Maybe, maybe undiagnosed. So a lot of my clients have it. This is why I ask is because, so what you're describing, thankfully for you, you are primarily using it to remind you, right? Which is so common. Like I did a full session yesterday with a client. All we did is try to create a home for the reminders that were sitting on her desktop, right? Yeah. The browser windows, the emails, all of that stuff. So normally people, and I'm an entrepreneur too, been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a lot. Like when we started our business, their computers were not what they are today. Email was no. not what it is today. Most people that I know don't have a task management system. And even if they do, they don't maintain it and curate it on a regular basis. And so that's when we start to birth these little reminder tags. Like, so for example, I have two, one, because this is like a big life lesson. Everything that I choose to say yes to has to filter through this. So I like to see that daily. If I really, if it's a permanent one, I do make like a long-term label for it. And then this is like something I have to do today that I don't want to be attached to the computer for because computer fatigue is real. Like I'm tired at the end of the day. I'm like, get this away from me. Thousand percent. So what most people need, and this is great because this is not a super emotional conversation, right? Um, Is like a really solid task management system. And oftentimes I kind of tell people two places really. I mean, so you want one place for your tasks. Here's things I need to do. But then for those of us who are in these entrepreneurial roles, we need somewhere to dream big. I need somewhere that I can like, I have five new books. Like I just came out with my book last year. The minute I was finishing, I'd have five more ideas. I have ideas for shows. It's like, as an entrepreneur, we are full of creativity. Now, if we think that we're going to lose it, we are going to leave that browser window open. We're going to send ourselves that email. We're going to, you know, do that voice note. And then we're going to just get buried in stuff and never see it because if everything is important, nothing is important. Yeah. So creating somewhere that you can just, even if it's a note in your notes app on your phone, or if you like, I love using Microsoft OneNote to kind of strategize or even just a physical notebook, you need somewhere ideally one place where you brain dump all your genius ideas, because a lot of what's probably on your desktop and a lot of those post-its are probably not super urgent and they're burying the urgent things. So what we want to do is we want to keep the urgent things close at hand and Mm -hmm. then kind of be collecting the other things. Like, you know, you said you were doing team building. 
having, you know, some sort of document where you can just have all of those written down in one place is great. Or if you want them to know about them in advance, or you can pass it to your VA, it makes everything a lot easier when you do that. But again, most of us started business businesses when this was like, when this was not what it is today. And now it's like all my tasks are on my phone, on my computer, on a browser. If I forget, you know, if I don't have either of those with me, we are in such a great place now. So the nice thing is your challenge is an easy fix. We got to get you a task management system. You're going to laugh at me. You're going to laugh at me. me. I do. I do. I have Trello and Trello looks just as bad. Like I have so many boards. So I have a board for outside the norm. I have a board for my podcast. I have a board for, you know, like whenever I hear, you know, on my client's pain and it's, it seems to be like something that comes up rather frequently. So I have a board for that. I have a board for, um, like just, it's called the get shit done board. And there's like several, all of these eventually will go to a board. That so, board. So what's your routine? Oh, then? So, and I'm like, help. good. This is I'm great. I'm like, yes, totally. I know we're t- turning a podcast into an organizing session Hell, since yes, 2012. Um, so, <laughs> so, so my next question for you is great. Yeah. You've got a list. Well, we have to, you know, if we were doing a session, we dig in to make sure that the list of course works for you, right? Is it functional for you? Does it really work for you? Because I think what a lot of people don't do is they don't ask if systems work for them. They look around and they're like, oh, well, this is what they do on TV. They decant things in their pantry. I'm sorry, if you're a busy mom of three, you're probably not going to decant things in your pantry. Yeah, not a chance in hell. I'll, like, pinch, I mean, I'll pin on. it on Pinterest. Ex- That's as far day. as it's going. That's yeah, as far the people as who going. are doing that, they have staff people. I mean, so how do we, how do we do that? So literally, you know, kind of right now, as you were saying that I do have the to-do list and I do have like the, sh- the stuff that like needs to get done yeah. yesterday. And then I have this stuff that, okay, the stuff that I know is pending. Yeah. And so I don't like to babysit my staff. So it's like, okay, these things are pending or, you know, maybe doctor appointments, whatever is pending. So I'll have that pending file. And then once it's done, I get to move that. There's so much satisfaction in being able to move it from <laughs> the need to get done to get shit done. Yeah. What would you say is like, you know, you mentioned making sure it works for you. Yeah. But more than that, you need mm-hmm. to have a daily routine, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Ah. Now, if you're if you're a stay at home mom and you're doing your thing, you might need to do you might not need to do this every day, right? You might need to do this every week. But those of us who are butts in our chairs every single day, you've yeah. got to do this every day because if not, you are letting your email dictate you, your phone calls, your messages dictate what you are doing. And if you don't want to be a firefighter, you need to decide how you're spending your time and energy before you make yourself available. So the biggest thing that I see people kind of be challenged by is saying, I don't have time star to do a yeah. daily task list. I don't have time to do a daily routine. Then you don't not have time to do a daily task list and do a daily routine. All it is, is I have CEOs that I will walk through this and it takes 20 minutes or less to like literally process 200 plus emails, go through their tasks, set up their task list, like evaluate their calendar. It does not take that long. And so at that point, then we go into the mindset. Why do you perceive that you don't have time? We all have the same 24 hours. Tell me about the resistance. Are you kind of like addicted to adrenaline and like anxiety? Yeah. Are you, do you actually have too much on your plate? Do you need to offload? Like one of the most heartbreaking conversations I ever had with a client after us working together for months was her being like, I feel like we're not having any changes. I feel like we're not getting the changes I want. And I was like, you are doing the full-time job of three 
individuals. There is no way I can't give you anything to help you. Like, I'm sorry, I've given you everything that I can at a certain point. If you don't want to have a heart attack or a stroke, you have to scale back what you're doing. You have to say no. There it is. Yeah, there it is there. I love that. You just said that there it is right there. Um, it is, it is that expect for me, it's the minute that, you know, I give myself so much time in the office and the minute it hits a certain hour, you know, two o'clock, um, I will not be in the office later than four. Um, but the minute that hits, I can give two shits about the to-do list. I can give two shits about everything else, but it goes back to, right. It goes back to what you're saying. And it kind of, you know, we were talking about Melissa, you know, you were on Melissa's podcast recently, when I started working with her, I remember, and Melissa's a, like, if you guys don't know her, check out Bomb Mom podcast. She's amazing. Um, Melissa Vogel. But I remember working with her and I'm like, Melissa, and her and I are both entrepreneurs. So she gets it. I'm like, Melissa, no, for all, like, I don't have time. And I can relate with your clients that has, you know, so many different things going on. And it's like, no, for all, I, I don't have time. And it wasn't until I realized, holy shit, the expectations that I place on myself are ridiculous. They're more, you know, kind of similar to your client. They're more than what one person, one person can do. I don't give a shit how, you know, organized they are. Even the most organized person will not be able to accomplish what you expect yourself to accomplish. And this is why we have to get to the why behind the chaos, because you think, oh, I'm so, not you, but humans Mm -hmm. think I'm so busy. And we are buying into this fucking hustle culture, right? And like, look, the reason why I'm self-employed, like, it's not because it's easier or funner or no, it's not easier. It's It's a hustle y'all. Like it's, it's a lot, but it gives me freedom. I choose yeah. to be self-employed because I'm a healer. I want to do things my way. I yeah. want to be able to create and build. And I want freedom to travel when I want, work when I want, do what I want. But that means I, you know, give other things. But what's tricky is when you are, you know, kind of chained to this belief that it's like, I don't have time and I have to do all this stuff. It's like, okay, tell me what's under that. Are you terrified? You're not yeah. going to financially meet your needs and you are going yeah. to crumple. I mean, look, a lot of us lost everything during 2020. Like my income instantly dried up. That was terrifying to have to scramble yeah. the way so many of us did. My business used to be 100% in person. That was non-existent. I get that, that pain that comes up. So you have to name that like, okay, I have a lot of financial fear, or do you have like a hole inside that you perceive being famous is going to fill? So you hustle to get as much exposure as you can, and you can't stop because you're chasing that silver bullet of, if I have attention, then I'll be enough or the same with social. You really have to like track in with yourself and say, Mm -hmm. what is causing this like kind of, um, static energy because look our external clutter our external clutter is literally a demonstration of our internal clutter yes and it's not like it's like my clutter causes chaos like yes clutter is stressful but it came from somewhere my friend like it came you know it's like when we feel scared and overwhelmed or stressed or uncertain inside of ourselves, our external behavior starts to match that. And that's why I say we have to look at how that clutter is meeting your needs, right? So if we look at um, saying yes to too many things in our business, right? There's a fear of lack of scarcity. What if I'm not the first one there? What if I don't get there on time? What if somebody does it first? What, like whatever people, there's a lot of things people struggle with in this industry, but really taking the time to acknowledge that 
And then to kind of find a way it's like, I, for me, all roads lead back to like kind of spirituality where I'm like, can you trust that the universe has your back? Can you trust that you don't have to do everything that you are going to manifest the right team, the right people, the right timing, like even with organizing or anything else, like I'll say to people, they'll say, Oh, I just, every time I get started in that room, it just doesn't work. I just get so stumped. And I'll say, then I don't think that's the room you're supposed to work on. I believe in working with our natural flow, working with the universe. Something is a big old yes. Something feels good, feels like flow. And that's what I want people to give their energy to, not to feel like they've got to check all the boxes because that never works and it's not fulfilling. And it's certainly not why us as entrepreneurs do what we do. Like we work hard so we can have a life of fulfillment and you don't have to wait for that. Hey there, high achieving moms and wives. Are you tired of feeling like something's missing in your marriage? Well, buckle up because I'm about to reveal the missing puzzle piece that will bring back the romance, intimacy, and equality you've been craving. I understand what you're going through. It's not just about the occasional date night or a box of chocolates. It's about creating a deep emotional connection, feeling truly understood, and being on the same page when it comes to parenting. You want more than just a teammate. You want a partner who supports you, lifts you up, and shares the responsibilities of life. But let's be real, finding that balance isn't easy. That's why my seven principles for making marriage work program is here to guide you every step of the way. In just 12 weeks, I will help you build the foundation of a rock solid relationship, one that's built on romance, intimacy, and equality. Imagine rekindling that spark, reigniting the passion, and discovering a whole new level of emotional security and communication with your partner. It's time to break free from the mundane and reignite the fire. But wait, you might be thinking, what have I tried already? Trust me, we've seen it all. Couples who've tried everything from fancy date nights to self-help books. And while those things have their place, they often miss the mark when it comes to true transformation. That's where my expertise comes in. As a licensed marriage and family therapist with a decade of experience, I've honed my skills in helping couples like you create lasting change. Together, we'll tackle the root issues and provide you with practical tools that actually work. So don't settle for an average marriage when extraordinary is within reach. Head over to veronicasisneros.org forward slash coaching right now to learn more about this program and apply. Remember, spots are limited, so don't wait. This is your chance to finally have the romance, intimacy, and equality you've been yearning for. It's time to reclaim your emotional connection, support each other, and become the unstoppable team you were meant to be. Let's rewrite the story of your marriage together. Visit veronicacisneros.org forward slash coaching and take the first step towards a love that exceeds your wildest dreams. The journey to a fulfilling marriage starts now. Don't miss out. So what are you waiting for? Go to veronicacisneros.org forward slash coaching and let's transform your relationship. No, no, I love that. I, I love that it's, it's identifying what is that deeper meaning? What is that deeper meaning? Why is it so important that you hold on to this? Why is it so important that, you know, maybe you take pride in thriving in chaos? What is that all about? You know, I know for me, um, it was literally trying to run away from the now. 
like a thousand percent trying to run away from the now. Like I haven't earned, I haven't earned the right to, and I know it sounds like ridiculous, but it was, and, and yet it's still true from when I, I couldn't leave the office until all of these things were done. Now I'm like, I'm out, I'm out. The work's going to be there tomorrow. Um, But I remember for me, it was like, I haven't earned the right to go ahead and take that time and enjoy myself. Not until all of these tasks are done. That's like a worthiness issue, right? That's yes. like, a, I oh, have God, to earn my thousand percent. It's so, and women were so, we're so bad about this, man. Yeah. So to every single person listening, you are worthy because you are that you do not need to do a damn thing. You are worthy because you are like, so mine is a little bit different. Like my story with when I experience chaos, because to me, it's not about physical clutter. You can do a walk through my house today and it's no big deal. But when I start to feel clutter in myself, chaos in myself, when I start to see it around my house, and sometimes it's as simple as saying yes to too many things. My big source of clutter oftentimes is my overcommitment at work because I never expected to be 44, single, no kids. This is in many ways, I am living my hell and I'm also living my heaven. Like I have a life of freedom and joy and I can do whatever I want. But the hardest moment of my day is when I sign off of work and I walk into that empty living room to an empty house. And I tell you, I would bury myself in work to avoid that so many times. And This is not something that, you know, organizing is not something that we do once it's, it's, it's a relationship with ourselves. It's being in contact. It's me getting done with my day and saying, you don't have to work until eight o'clock tonight to avoid the loneliness. Like, what would you like to do? Do you want to go dancing? Do you want to go to a movie? Do you want to just sit in the backyard with a glass of wine? What do you want to do to feel good? And that takes, you know, being present in the now, and it takes like honoring like the truth about who we are. And this yes. is not, you know, this, this isn't a, this isn't a journey for wimpies. Like it's not, no. like, this is very brave work. It's very vulnerable, powerful work to walk through. Yes. Um, I appreciate you sharing, sharing that too. Um, you know, with all of this, what are you noticing is again, like the one thing women keep the most, mm-hmm. like when you go in and you're helping them, what is the one thing women keep the most or what is the biggest hurdle women struggle with? I mean, proof that they matter, proof that their work matters. Like, I mean, I was working with someone recently who's in their sixties and they're holding on to so many boxes from this recent move because she wants her kids to know that she lived a valuable life. Like wow. people not wanting to like, you know, your kids view you in in one way. And then suddenly you become this in her experience, this invisible dinosaur. And, you know, it's, it's so hard. So it's kind of like, and I think through motherhood or even careers, how much we as women have to battle, like to be heard in the boardroom, to be paid enough to, you know, to balance, like there's an interesting study that talked about, you know, men and women, um, living in cluttered environments and men tend to be less affected by it than women. And it's because women assume the role of the household duty more than men. They perceive it's their job. So it's, I think it's more women just, um, it's this identifier, you know, it's like really, uh, we are trying to hold on to who we are. And as a mom, as an entrepreneur, that's a moving target. And so it's, I see a lot of people (laughs) holding on to former versions of themselves or future versions of themselves not really living in the present because they don't want to lose who they are, were, or will be based on what they're having to do today. Yeah. 
um, right now, as you were saying that, you know, um, the big, the biggest thing for me, like with all of these tabs that are up, the biggest things for me is, okay, I want to, I want to remember that I need to do this. And if I have it up, because the Trello board isn't up all the time, if I have this screen up, then I'll know I need to come here. And it, it kind of goes back to like, wait a minute, why don't I trust that I can just go to this one place and complete it? Why do I constantly have to remind myself? So what would yeah. you say to the one woman who like, she, well, what would you say to me? I have all yeah. of these windows up, right? And I have the Trello board. I mean, shit, I'll even show you, yeah. you know, I have the, right. I have the Trello board. So what would you say like to someone like me? Cause I know I'm not alone in this. A lot no. of us entrepreneurs are like, well, shit, we're drowning in all of these tasks. Yeah. So it's so, so I just want to name, especially for my neurospicy friends, starting is sexier than finishing. And that's just about, I mean, especially for a neurodivergent people, but for most people in general, completing yeah. is not the sexy part. I am like this very strange kind of freak of nature who loves completion. So like doing returns or like dusting hits all my dopamine <laughs> receptors really well, <laughs> but most people don't have that. Like it's really like irritating to finish because that's not where the, the excitement is or the juice is. And so just naming that first and foremost, that if you are someone who the beginning is exciting and fun and, ins and inspiring, but the end is just like your hot hell, then mm -hmm. we need to think of workarounds, right? We need to think about like, do we need body doubling? Do we need accountability? Do we need, like, do you need someone else to finish? You start, they finish like brainstorming. I think we're living in this world of potentiality now. And now we just have to explore. Part of the problem is, is that we look at things in a broad sense. I always say when everything is important, nothing is important. And so yeah. When you're like, oh, just all this clutter on my desktop, it's like, mm, no, we need to be really clear about the buckets. Like, you know, we don't want to have 30 projects going on at once. That is crazy making alone. So we want like just a small handful and really like on the most practical sense, like if I could wave, wave my fairy godmother wand and just donk you on the head, it would just be to do a daily review because we can't trust ourselves if we are writing things down and never looking at it again. Yeah. And so what we have to do is we have to start thinking about our productivity and our organization as hygiene. You don't brush your teeth once and then say, my teeth are brushed all done. You know, it's like, yeah. you don't not shower. Like this is the same thing. So like, and I don't mean you have to spend three hours doing it. I mean, put a timer on for 10 minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes, look and see David Allen, who's like the king of productivity says, we have to know what we're doing and we have to know what we're not doing. And that gives us the power to let go of what we're not doing and really give ourselves to what we're doing. Because a lot of that stuff on your task list, on my task list, eventually is going to fall off. It's not that important just because it's written yeah. down. That's our brain trying to say, please take this. I don't want to forget it. It doesn't mean, you know, that might've just been a great idea that you had on the way to something else. But what we want to do is we want to be in touch. And I try to do at least once a year. And I find that I have to do this with being an entrepreneur. I have to, you know, when we sit down and do our goals, before I do my goals, I do a huge purge of my email, of my task list, because it's like, okay, you're not coming with me. And, and if you want to take that to the next level, do it on like 
summer solstice or winter, like autumn equinox. Like I find those days because they're so part of our cyclical, cyclical nature. I mean, I got a year's worth of goals done in three months by doing this on like, you know, spring equinox. So I'm yeah. a big believer in doing it with the seasons kind of like allowing ourselves to like recalibrate frequently because we need that. We can't just run nonstop without rest, without reflection. And that is, so we need daily reflection, but then we also as entrepreneurs need a much bigger reflection where we say, okay, great. What on a high level am I creating in a year or in three months? Because the truth is that the world is moving so fast. A year is kind of insane right now. Mm -hmm. So what can I do in the next three months or this month? Like letting, letting ourselves start to integrate that left brain creativity alongside of our right brain execution patterns. I love that. I love, love that. Um, and, and like one thing I started integrating, even though I don't have time, that used to be my, (laughs) my slogan. I don't have time. I don't have time, time. (laughs) you know, but now it's like, okay, hold on. You do have time. You make time for the things that you really, really, really love. You really enjoy. And so for me, every single morning, it's, I, I don't even have to put, obviously I don't have to put it on my Trello board, but every single morning, um, four days out of the week, it's like, okay, you're going to work out and you're going to do this for you. Because if it was, you know, a meeting or if it was a client, you would automatically be there. Like you would make it work and you're going to make this work. And it's crazy because now my husband, he's, he's always been pretty fit. And I mean, he could work out one day and all of a sudden He's like, Rick. he's got a six pack. Yeah. yeah totally. I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> How like, dare you, sir? Yeah. You haven't worked on like what? Four months. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hate it. Um, but he just has like that body. Um, and for me, it's like, no, <laughs> I've been working out for a year. <laughs> you know, still My hormones are like, we were working against you with yes, all of the mind. whole time. The <laughs> totally. whole time. Good try though. Good try. Um, right? oh, cute. Cute. Yeah. Slow golf so clap. Yeah, totally. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so it's integrating that and like feeling that, feeling that, um, boost and ready to go ahead and take on the world. Yeah. And I appreciate that. You're like, you don't have to spend so many hours doing this. Literally give yourself, set the timer. You know, what is your, you know, for me, it's like that reminder, what is my intent for today? I'm not going to get it all done. I already know I'm not going to get it all done. Yeah. And the concept of like, give more of yourself to less things. Like, I mean, and it's, and it, and really, so I think about all the friends that I like the people that I know that are like boss bitches of their game. Right. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. you think my house is perfectly organized because I do it once a year. No, it's because it's unconscious because I do it every day. Like it's because my brain. Yeah. It's like, it's natural and it doesn't feel heavy. I never let it get to the point where it's heavier intense. It just gets resolved, resolved the fittest people I know, they work out every day. They can't not work out every day. It's like, oh my God, I had to go for a walk. I couldn't sit down. And they don't have like, oh, I took two weeks off for the holidays. It's an integrated part of their life. So where we want to really thrive, it's that idea of like, can I do it even just a little bit? Because, you know, I'll tell people in my, in my classes, like I have a membership and we organize together and I basically cover the deeper things that are getting you stuck. But I'll say, if you don't have time to organize, put a song on that you love and organize for that song. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be a whole thing. Like just run things back to where they belong, put things back in the kitchen, throw things away, move things into, like, I can think of five things in my closet right now. I'm not crazy about one. I just grab them and go put them in a, you know, in a trash bag to go take to Goodwill. Like it can be that simple. And all those tiny little daily moments add up to huge change long-term. Yes. 
I think when you're speaking to the high achieving woman, they're like, okay, wait a minute, tiny moments. Like I want big moments. And it's just in order to get to that big moment, we do have to hang on to the tiny one first. Well, and when, when people come to me and they're like, I don't, one of the things I hear is, you know, I was never taught to be organized. I don't even know, maybe I'm genetically predisposed to be disorganized. And, and I call bullshit on that every day of the week, because look, most of us, 90% of us, we're not taught how to organize. So that's the first thing I do is teach people how to organize. And if your um, listeners want a free download of my 10 steps, they can get it at organizingiseasy.com. Very simple. Organizingiseasy.com. That's my 10 steps. It'll teach you exactly how to organize the things your mama never taught you about organizing. So once you have that, then you practice. You practice by doing small projects, your handbag, the junk drawer, things that'll take you 20 minutes or less, right? tiny little things go as small as you can. Once you feel competent using your new skills there, then move up to a slightly bigger project. You, we don't start, I mean, like a marathon runner doesn't like launch out on a marathon or an ultra marathon their first time out. Right. (laughs) It's like, first you walk, then you jog, then you run, then you do two miles. Then you do like we work up and it's the same thing with organizing. And this is not a waste of time. The problem with a lot of people, when I work with them around organizing is they have this automatic hairpin trigger anxiety that, oh my gosh, I'm so disorganized. I should have been organized before. Everybody mm-hmm. else has got it together. I don't. I've got to do it yesterday. And the problem is when you are processing and thinking from that anxiety brain, you are not doing your best work. In fact, you are making it harder on yourself. You're making yes, it more complicated. It's like, instead of gliding over the hurdles, you are just running head on to into every single one of them injuring yourself. So it seems like you're not doing enough, but what I want you to do when you feel that anxiety is take three deep breaths. And I know that will piss you off. It's just going to be so annoying because it's like, (laughs) don't you slow me down woman. But when your body is calm, you are a machine. You are like in, and you can see what needs to be done and you can find the solution quite easily. So start small work on it because like I'm an organizer who can come in and do your whole house over the course of a few weeks please, for the love of everything, holy, don't try that on your own. Like start small and work up to a whole room, like allow yourself to really kind of, I don't know, acquire this as a new skill. Stop seeing organizing as a task to complete Mm -hmm. and look at it as a skill you're acquiring and really like a healing journey also. Oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. So how can we get a hold of you for those that want to work with you? Yeah. So I know I want to honor and acknowledge that it's very scary to show someone the things that you find most shameful. I just want to name that. So I have a few freebies for your listeners and they can Yay. go crazy. I have like a million. So if they go to starhansen.com forward slash podcast, and that's a uh, star just like in the sky and then H-A-N-S-E-N. Um, I have a few freebies on there. I have a, what monster is in your closet, stopping you from getting organized quiz. I know. I love it. And then I also have a free copy of my book. Why the F am I still not organized? And that gives you real. Yes. (laughs) Read that book. Read that book. It's on audible. It's on Amazon, but you can download a free copy at starhanson.com forward slash podcast. And you can find out why the F you can't get organized and what you can do about (laughs) it. So those are a few ways that people can start and just kind of put their toe in the water. But I do, I have an online membership where I basically help people organize their entire home over the course of a year. I work one-on-one with people. I have evergreen classes that people can take if they just want to like go deep down the rabbit hole themselves. And even with like my membership, we record every call. So you've got like years, like there's hundreds of hours of calls. (laughs) Like you can just explore on if you just want to go deep on how to email organize or just want to go deep on organizing your closet. So I'm all about giving people the tools and helping them to find their own perfect way for expressing what their brain needs 
um, in creating organization in their home. I love that. Yeah. Smart. Thank you so much. So much. You provided so much insight, not only for me and, but I know for the audience. Thank you. And I just really, really, I love, I love the approach because I'm going to tell you right now, this, what, what you're doing, so many people can go ahead and okay, organize it. And then like a month later, two months later, it's back to the same thing. So really getting down to the why. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. This just lights me up. And I was, I'm like, I want to do, I like, after we get done recording, let's just finish your, your desktop. <laughs> I know. Right. I know. I know. I'm going on the Trello board right now, throwing it all on there and we'll go from there. Love it. <laughs> Let's be honest, we can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. Five things that are killing your marriage, tips from a therapist. Find out if you are making these marriage mistakes. Ladies, this guide is 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy to use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for couples. I am on a mission to help you and your partner experience stress-free living. With this free guide, we are setting our marriages up for success. But it starts with you. You will find this free guide here in the show notes or go to www.veronicasisneros.org. The information I will be providing you is next level. And people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. 
from ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.